This is the Radio Utology Report. Gangs, guns and crime are usually the three words used to describe grime music. But as grime lovers, we know that although a certain amount of rappers use grime music to intimidate, but we also know that the majority of youth living in the urban ghettos across UK only use the angst in grime to express their dissent with society. Hi, I'm Amir. And I'm Jay. And we are two teenagers who love our grime, but we are also saturated by the amount of negative opinions we get about our beloved genre. Grime is a genre of urban music that first emerged in both East London in the early 2000s, primarily a development of UK garage, dancehall and hip-hop. It is typified by a complex two-step breakbeats generally around 140 beats per minute. Statistically, grime takes from many genres including UK garage, dancehall and hip-hop. Lyrics and music combine futuristic electronic elements and dark bass lines. The emergence of grime is deeply connected to its origins on UK pirate radio, with many performers honing their skills and achieving underground success before approaching the mainstream. Pirate radio stations such as Ritz FM and MajorFM.com were essential to the evolution of the genre. MajorFM.com was the first online station to support grime music and gave grime its first recognition to the international market. Dizzy Rascal and Wiley, both members of Roll Deep, were among the first to bring the genre to the attention of the mainstream media in 2003 to 2004. Grime has also received exposure from television stations including Channel U and BBC's youth-orientated digital radio station One Extra. Grime, however, is a cross-pollinated genre taking influence from a variety of different cultural styles as well as musical ones. As with many similar scenes around the world, the grime scene has encountered some criticism, especially from the government officials, like Home Secretary David Blunkett, who in 2003 called the rap lyrics appalling. And therefore, around two months ago, we started exploring the real story behind the infamous style of music. We travelled across the country to meet established and upcoming grime artists, music promoters, the police, people on the street and even the cast of Britain's only grime-based film, which sparked controversy from its violent content when it was released earlier this year. In the next 60 minutes, we will try to separate fact from fiction and grime from crime. We will look at how this very unique style of rapping originated, but most importantly, why this grime continues to be associated with gang violence and teenage angst. We started our journey in a small seaside town of Gravesend. At Gravesend, we met Harry Shatter and another grime artist called Fatal. Shatter has been active in the music business since he was 11. Harry told us how he does not believe Grime nurtures gang violence and how he works with young people 
to harness the power of music to actually counteract gang culture? Well, I'm not really hearing a lot of them violent kind of lyrics. Back in the day, I used to hear it, like I say, a lot of the kids, you know, the odd thing here and there. You know, I mean, you've got the odd guy that I'll hear that's it's kind of a bit crazy on the mic come, coming with some greasy talk. But most of the stuff I hear, I'm hearing is not really that anymore. You know, I think that's been, that stigma's been smashed. I mean, I think people, you know, they always dwell. It's, it's been like in this scene for years, man. You know, there'll be even an R&B group come over, Pretty Ricky. There'll be a shooting at their show, rap group, Pretty Ricky. Chris Brown, you know, he, he he has a fight with Rihanna, he, you know, he doesn't, he, you know, he does some badness, but it's gangster rapper Chris Brown, he's a singer, he's, you know, any, any time you rap, I remember when Snoop Dogg came over, kick this evil out, like what, what's this, what's this about, you know what I mean, it's just a thing, they seem to, I don't know whether it's a racist thing, that it's just like, kind of, even they don't know they're doing it, but they don't like the swagger, they don't like the attitude, even though it's like, you know, they don't like the way it's kind of, the white kids are getting into it, like, I don't know what it is, but there's definitely a general kind of negativity always put towards the MCing thing. Whether it's hip-hop, grime, you know, even the drum and bass thing. They've, they've always attached that to it. And it's, it's false, really, man. You know what I mean? I go, to, I, I go to dances all the time, do my sets. And it's very rare you see trouble, man. Very, very rare you see trouble. Most people are just there for the music. But they don't really want to promote that. They just want to promote it when there is a problem. That stigma is not there no more. And I think a lot of rappers have become more conscious of wanting to, to talk real about their own situations. The only thing you can do to make yourself individual as a musician is to do you. No one else can do your life. You know, you're the only guy living that. And I think a lot of rappers now, whether it's grime, hip-hop, drums, uh, funky, all of them things are just playing to them to themselves and to them things, you know, playing to different energies of the crowd. We, we can see, you know... It's obvious to see what the energy does when you play a Temper T song or a P Money song or a Get song or a Skepta, you know, different things for different people and the energy. So I think people realise how powerful their energy is with what they say. So I think it is more conscious now that as everyone in this country is progressing as artists and wanting to take it to that next level, we all know that, you know, if, if you do things uh, and say things that are going to cause madness or it's going to take it to the wrong place or promote the wrong energy... We're not really going to go anywhere. So everyone's trying to elevate it, you know, bring party vibes and all them sort of things. And I think that's where it's working. You know, for Scorcher, you know, all the grime stuff he done, he put in a lot of work on the grime scene. He come and done, I know, and lip synting and a, a few songs like that. And all of a sudden, you know, like Shot said, two million YouTube views on the video and, it, you know, labels talking and signing him up and things because he's, he's done something that you can take away and promotes a good energy that you can play in a dance and I think that's the important thing you can't play a song that saying about this madness and this mass madness no DJ's going to play that in a club because he doesn't want that he wants to keep his residential <laughs> and he wants you know the club to still be there so he's still getting paid and going there every week so he wants music that are going to get girls in that are going to get people in and I think people are being more conscious of that now now have you seen police behaving differently towards grime gigs than towards normal gigs I played in Birmingham Saturday night and, and the police, for whatever reason, shut down the main space in, in the custard factory. I don't know why, because the people there were enjoying themselves. I come in the dance, it's pure vibes, everyone just enjoying themselves. You know, I, I, you know, this has been a problem over the years for rap, for all kinds of things. I mean, I know, obviously, the main thing, you know, is very much publicised is that gigs, they keep shutting down his shows. He can't, he can't do his shows, which is crazy. The guy's, he served his time. 
You know what I mean? Why has he got to keep, you know, paying? Like, he wants to get out there and promote his music, you know, get his music into the charts and whatnot, and elevate his career further on, you know, on a straight-up legal level, on a music hustle. And, you know, Trident and those guys, it's very well publicised, are shutting down his show, you know. If you listen to his lyrics, he talks about it on his album. They even tried to kind of stop his deal happening. You know, if a guy's, you know, if a guy's been involved in things in the past, but now he's come out and he's doing his music thing, surely why shut that down, man? You know what I mean? Why not, why not support that? He's showing there's another way, but no, obviously, you know, the police, it's very well publicised over the years, you know, as a young person, you know, you're going to get pulled over if you've got, like, you and your boys in the car wearing caps, and, you know, sometimes you're not, you're not, you're not doing nothing, man, you're just going to someone's yard, or, you, you know, you're going to a shopping centre or whatever, but they, they do kind of stereotype, and I think on a bigger level, they do stereotype the grime scene. Like Shot said, the stereotypical thing of a bunch of guys coming out of a gig, whether you know it might be a thing that we're on the road and there's three or four shows that Shots is doing and we're we're rolling to or whatever, and you'll get to the gig or you'll leave the gig and the police will want to quickly check the car or pull over or whatever. It's just one of them things that comes with it, but it is stereotypical. I don't think the media have helped it with the things like the hoodies, things and all this mm. sort of thing that obviously majority of people that listen to rap music and grime and things yeah they do wear hoods and things but part of that reason is because they're watching you know the guys their idols you know they might be wearing an, a, a nice Gucci hoodie or, or saying can they want to wear a hood or whatever they might be after hood up in a video it's nothing you know it doesn't make them a bad person it doesn't make the musician a bad person for how he decides to swagger out his dress code cool I mean it's like with the music thing you know all the different genres have their looks you know, if you're into heavy metal, you might have your hair long, you might bust a leather jacket. It don't mean you're going to go and bite your bat's head off like Ozzy Osbourne used to do back in the day. You know what I'm saying? If you're into grime, if you're into hip-hop, you might wear a tracksuit and a hoodie. It's nothing. It's just it's just a look that goes with the music and it shouldn't be stigmatised and seen as a negative thing the way you dress. You know what I mean? It's not a good man. conversation with Harry Shah and his prodigy Fatal did open up our minds about the potential of urban music but it also left us with several questions for the security service and why grime events are being cancelled